By now, I'm sure you've heard the news that Pope Francis has said that he's honored to be criticized and attacked by so-called conservative Catholics in America. In his words, to be attacked by Americans. Other Catholic commentators from across the board have spent time on these comments, but I'm not going to spend that much time at all. Instead, we're going to present that attitude, which is weird, but honestly not surprising, from someone with ties to liberation theology in South America. We're going to tie that attitude to something else. A story that has gotten overlooked by other commentators out there, and that's the financial malfeasance of this pontificate, as well as its ties to liberation theology. And we're going to put a few pieces together about this, so buckle up, because it's time to talk stewardship and weird political ideologies. But let's take a moment to thank my patrons for their support. This channel is kept going by the support of regular viewers like you. If you want to support the work of this channel, you can do so by following the link in the description of this video to Subscribestar or Patreon and helping out for as little as $1 each month. For that, you get access to supporter-only live streams, early access to special videos, and other perks that are in the works. In addition, you can help out this channel through traditional mail. And everyone can help out by sharing videos with others that you think are important. Thank you, and on to the news. So Pope Francis doesn't like Americans. That's really not news. The Vatican response to clarify his statements isn't news either, to be honest. They've done this so many times that their clarification isn't worth talking about. Instead, let's talk budget deficits. The Vatican is at present running a staggering budget deficit, coming close to $100 million. To be clear, a budget deficit isn't a debt, per se. A deficit is the amount of money you are spending more than you take in. The federal deficit of the U.S. government was $1.7 trillion in 2017. One deficit number I've seen for the Vatican is $77 million annually. That means the Vatican, run by the pontiff who has expressed a desire for a poor church, is spending $77 million more than they are collecting in revenue which comes from numerous sources ranging from Vatican collections at Mass to souvenirs and taxes and everything else, but also includes a cut of the income of the bishops from around the world, and now the infamous Peter's Pence Collection. On paper, the Peter's Pence Collection goes to support the missions of the Petrine Ministry, and has historically isn't a bad thing in the slightest. Only in recent years has there been accusations that the Peter's Pence Collection has gone to support nefarious secular political causes that have little to do with the faith, and in some cases has been openly hostile to the faith. Like the persistent rumor that money from the collection went to support the election efforts of Hillary Clinton in 2016, which seemed far-fetched until recently it came out that the Vatican has been openly hostile to Italian politician Matteo Salvini for being openly Catholic. The global result of the Peter's Pence collection is usually between 65 and $80 million, certainly not excessive for a global population of over 1 billion people. This average is just about, you know, 0.054 cents per Catholic. These direct gifts contributed go towards the total Vatican revenues from 2011 figures of $308 million against expenditures of $326 million. Sounds like a lot of money, but again, it isn't really in the grand scheme of the church and the logistics of running a global religion. But the $77 million budget deficit is staggering news to say the least. It's pretty widely known that the Catholic Church in America sends money to the Vatican, more so than most of the rest of the world. The U.S. and Germany, in fact, do the bulk of the financing of the church these days with the wholesale apostasy of Europe into atheism, which has left European Catholics largely unable to support the church in ways that had historically been the case. 
How much money does the Catholic Church in America send to the Vatican? Officially, that is unknown, but we can do some deductive reasoning, which is based off of an article published in New, in New York about the ongoing troubles with their bishop and the criminal cover-up he has been involved in, which has been reported a lot recently by Church Militant. After this video, if you're interested in that kind of thing, go check out the reporting on Bishop Malone for more information on his troubles. According to the article from the Buffalo News Agency, the typical parish church in the Diocese of Buffalo sends 20% of its money from the collection baskets of the diocese. That's $20 out of every 100 collected. I doubt that Buffalo is an unusual diocese in this regard either, even if they have a higher than normal amount of money being paid to compensate the victims of criminal activity and the cover-up that is now slowly bringing the church in America down. We do know that the Code of Canon Law requires the Holy See to be supported by the bishops. Canon 1271 of the current Code of Canon Law sets out this requirement. Quoting the Code of Canon Law, quote, By reason of their bond of unity and charity, and according to the resources of their dioceses, bishops are to join together to produce those means which the Apostolic See may from time to time need to exercise properly its services of the Universal Church. End quote. Now, in terms of its annual budget, the Vatican gets its money each year from three main sources. Investments and in financial activity, which is interesting, earnings from real estate holdings, and contributions from dioceses, as well as other groups and individuals. We know for a fact that the Catholic Church owns a staggering amount of real estate around the world, which has been a point of contention for enemies of the Church regarding its tax-exempt status in the U.S. and other countries. This property, incidentally, is the most likely to be seized first by federal investigators in the event of RICO investigations ever getting launched. Anyway, each year the biggest contributors in the third category, the donations of dioceses, are generally the Americans and the Germans. Why the Americans and Germans? Because both the U.S. and German governments make extensive use of taxpayer funds to support directly social programs through the subcontracting out of these programs to nonprofit organizations. And as any good Catholic will tell you, the Catholic Church provides more social programs for alleviating poverty than any government or organization in the world. Some months ago, the Lepanto Institute reported that these funds ran into the hundreds of millions of dollars in the U.S. alone, in some cases coming close to a billion dollars in revenue for the Church. And the way it works is this. The organizations that are nominally Catholic are overseen by the bishop, and these organizations are awarded funds from the government to implement the various government social programs. When they receive these funds, the dioceses get a cut for administrative costs. Some of it legitimate, like, for example, often human resource costs like insurance packages and paperwork and the rest are bundled through the diocesan offices, which saves everybody in, the, in that group money. But that money does count as revenue, and the Code of Canon Law requires that the bishops support the Holy See, so some of that money will, in turn, go to Rome. See how this works? We don't know the percentages because that information is protected by the First Amendment and the court's understanding of the separation of church and state. But if we go back to the number from Buffalo, that 20% of the parishes sent to the dioceses, we can extrapolate something. I don't think the dioceses send more than 10% of their income to Rome. It may be far less than that, in fact. But if it is 10%, then that is a staggering amount of money sent to Rome to, to fund operations every year. Now, I didn't address the giving of Germans. 
While the Catholic Church in the United States flourishes with federal spending that continues to balloon the federal deficits and debts, and the generosity of Catholics who give at weekly collections, and the generosity of wealthy Catholics who give to Ted McCarrick's organization that he founded, the Papal Foundation, do you remember them? That's an American-run and funded nonprofit that takes donations from wealthy elite Catholics in the United States and abroad and funds papal operations. The funding from the Germans is the result of compulsory tax collections, however. In Germany, the state has the church tax, a bizarre thing where the government requires that all religious people pay a certain amount, I think it's 8%, to the state, which is then given to the religion of your choice based on information you, for some reason, are required to give to their government. Something about giving German government uh, lots of personal information rubs me the wrong way. And you can imagine what effect this has had on tithing in that, in that country. But, you know, that money is then given to the religions in question, in this case, the German Bishops' Conference, which has deep ties to the Amazon Synod, as my reporting on that has shown in the recent past. The money that comes in from the United States, on the other hand, reflects what millions of rank-and-file Catholics across the country freely choose to put in the collection plate, in addition, of course, to all the federal money I've mentioned. So, if you're an American, just know that if you're putting $100 in the collection plate, the diocese probably gets $18 of that and Rome gets two, if my estimates are correct. So let's return to the story that I cited at the start of this video. Pope Francis, presumably the Holy Father, is happy that Americans hate him or that Americans at least oppose his programs for the auto-demolition of the church. Okay then, let's re reframe this. The Pope is happy that some people responsible for a sizable percent of his funding don't like him. I want you to think about that for a moment. I do know where that sentiment has come from. It comes from his deep immersion in liberation theology in South America. That's a heck of a charge to make against a Roman pontiff, but this picture on your screen is of then Father Bogolio and Father Leonard Boff hanging out together at some retreat in South America. Boff is the main mind behind liberation theology. I have books of his in my research library. His ideas had been explicitly condemned by the church during the pontificate of John Paul II. To say that he was bad news is to put it mildly. Boff's ideas inspired many Catholics to go into schism, real schism, when they ignore the unequivocally just commands of the Vatican to cease their support of and participation in militant operations in South America. Boff inspired priests and lay people to engage in acts of terror against government officials and civilians in the name of a heresy that envisioned our blessed Lord as a revolutionary warfighter which at the most basic level is just a repackaging of the errors that the Hebrew people made when Christ was doing his earthly ministry. Remember, they wanted an earthly king to address the situation they were in, to kick out their Roman oppressors and to conquer their enemies. Liberation theology functionally repeats this error. Francis's pleasure in being hated by Americans is rooted in this because the liberation theology movement was happening during the height of the Cold War. And these governments were dictatorships, and they were being propped up by the U.S. government in the name of preventing Marxism from taking over South America. Virtually everyone in South America knew that their governments were puppet governments of the United States, which of course enabled resentment to take root, only to be exploited by those promoting a satanic false gospel that resulted in grotesque acts of violence being perpetrated by Catholics in the name of a twisted version of the faith. And that's why Francis has made those statements. He's never hidden his contempt for the United States. He's permitted his opinions, I guess. But remember, his ties to Father Boffs of the world make the actions of his pontificate much more easily understandable. 
The Amazon Synod makes a lot more sense if you remember his ties to Boff. His constant promoting of dubious environmental programs makes more sense once you understand the geopolitical roots of his worldview. And at the center of that is the twisted gospel of Father Leonard Boff. But picture it now. This strange state of things where, on the one hand, the Pope seems to be pleased that his biggest funders hate or at least dislike him, and is being pleased with that and the budget deficits being run in Rome at the same time. And notice that I haven't addressed at all how he got into this state where Rome can't pay its bills. That's actually not that important in the grand scheme of things. We're talking about the same people who, after the council, had no problem throwing tradition and the patrimony of the church into the dumpster. So the process of, or the prospects of Francis selling off church property that isn't even remotely related to the operations or even historic treasures of the church isn't outside the realm of possibility. But his pleasure at being disliked by Americans, who he seems to be associating with the rising traditionalism movement in the church, is revealing, especially when we consider that the FSSP, ICKSP, that's the Institute of Christ the King Sovereign Priest, and the SSPX and the rest are growing outside of the U.S. as well. This isn't just an American thing. But never let the truth get in the way of a good ideology, I guess. Anyway, remember that when you give at your parish. And remember that there are ways that you can prevent the diocese from taxing your parish. We have a moral duty to fund our parishes, and I have faith that people are creative enough to find ways to support their parish in ways that cannot be taxed by the diocese, which is then, of course, taxed by Rome. If you need further reason, just look at the Amazon Synod or the Australian Synod or the Synod no one is talking about right now, which I'll cover tomorrow. Thank you for listening. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.